This is Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is our podcast, Hashtag Life Goals. I want to kind of be the first to say, hey, this is what high school is like, and just vlog my whole entire week. Um, it's That's secondly a great pers- idea. Each week, we examine one of our life goals and figure out what steps we need to take to make them a reality. Swimming, swimming with visions of women in my mind right now. <laughs> Wow, Chelsea. Okay. Okay, but don't take that out of context. You know what I mean. So come join us. It's going to be fun. Hello, everybody. I'm Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is our podcast, Hashtag, Hashtag Life, Life Goals. Goals. Hey, we're getting better. We're getting better at this. Hey, yay. Social yay. distancing is teaching us how to be in sync. <laughs> exactly. And also, you're not as choppy this time. Other times we've had some choppy-ish issues, but, we've been, but we're figuring it out. So that's yes, awesome. Yes, the tech gods are smiling on us today. <laughs> <laughs> that's always a positive. All right. So first things first. Oh, wait, no. Uh, first things first. This episode is Hashtag Girl power! Yay! Yes, exactly. All about, you know, being the strong, positive, empowering women that we can be, especially during these troubling times. For sure. (laughs) Exactly. Well, before we get into our episode, first things first, Amy, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, I am still super swamped in quarantine, uh, (laughs) doing people's taxes uh i think i've done i've done taxes for five companies since we went into quarantine and Mm -hmm. i've got another seven lined up wow good for you yeah and now that um unemployment and payroll protection program loans are available to independent contractors as well i expect Mm -hmm. my phone is going to be ringing off of the hook with um, colleagues and clients um, asking me for help on that. Uh, you yeah. and I actually had an offline discussion about we that. Did. Today we did, well. we did. But again, I don't want to overwhelm you. And of course I was like, I don't, I'm not sure if I should apply for it because I technically am still getting some work, even though it's not a whole lot. I mean, so everybody I, should apply for the assistance that's available to them because uh-huh. once you get the application out there, it doesn't mean you'll necessarily get it. Or mm-hmm. what if, who's to say that this, that this social distancing isn't going to continue into the summer. And so it's better yeah. to apply for these things now, especially if it could take weeks to get approved, because mm-hmm. when it comes around, that really could be the assistance that is the difference between <clears throat> making, you know, making enough to cover your rent and not. That is very true. That is very just true. because they can't evict us right now, it doesn't mean we <clears throat> don't still owe that rent. Yeah, so yeah. So no, no, no. the goal is no. to not be in a mountain of debt once exactly. the once quarantine ends. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely a goal for sure. But yeah, I will definitely be uh, talking with you regarding that. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll let you breathe so that maybe you can deal with other people. Be like, Amy, Amy, help! help! I know. Um, luckily, most first. of my clients have been have been really great and like understanding great. and realizing okay. that that I've probably got other people calling me. No, um, that's awesome. Good for the you. The ones who, the client who has been the most like, like, Hey, can I get my stuff done? Hey, can I get my stuff done? Is actually my parents. <laughs> nice. 
Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I have to go get my fingerprints done tomorrow. So that way I can get my federal um, electronic filing number. Uh-huh. Because that's what's holding me up from being able to file people's taxes electronically right now. Ah, uh, um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I know that's enough accountants talk. Um, okay. I, I can't wait to actually get back into film production once all this lifts. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I, I love accounting, but I can't wait to go back on set. Oh, no, same here. I'm very excited for when we can finally start discussing regarding uh, our next film project together and actually get that ball rolling. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm what has your week been like, Miss Chelsea? Um, well, uh it's uh well it's the beginning of when we're recording this is the beginning of the week so i'm just uh, i'm starting to get back into the swing of things i do have some like some mini projects lined up but there's no real due date so i'm trying to incorporate that but i'm also trying to be encounter not encounter that's the wrong word i am trying to uh incorporate my schedule to be a little bit more productive so that i can work on other people's stuff but also my own i've actually gotten back into script writing so i'm rewriting a few of my scripts right now and hopefully they will be finished by the time quarantine is over so i can share those and hopefully you know get that ball rolling yeah as uh, soon I'm as working... we went into quarantine i set up you know alerts on my amazon echo to remind me at several mm -hmm. times during the day like Amy, you know, start client work. Amy, yes. pick a hobby to enjoy. Amy, yeah. work on a personal project to try to make sure that I don't get lost in the just binge watching TV and doing my work. Oh yeah, that I actually do some other things. Yeah, no, that's the conversation that one of my trainers and I were discussing of how this is an interesting time because since everyone's in quarantine and there's not much we can do, if you wanted to be lazy for a month, month and a half, you could. But at the same time, you have to hold yourself accountable for maybe some things that you could have gotten done in quarantine. But at the same time, you shouldn't feel guilty if maybe you didn't get this project done right. or you can do this because it's a weird and kind of scary time right now but yeah and everybody just, needs to make sure that they are taking you know long walks outside because the lack mm -hmm. of vitamin d that we're getting from being indoors all the time mm -hmm. that's going to be what contributes to you feeling tired all the time to you yeah. having uh, weird aches and pains um mm -hmm. there are there are things that you can do to help combat you know that laziness and it includes mm -hmm. you know increasing the vitamin d in your diet and making sure you do get some sun every day yeah, that's why safely I, with a mask on, please. Yes, exactly. Safely with a mask on. I do go on a walk. Actually, it's turned into more of like a walk slash run. I kind of, as Amy was describing, it's like hit interval running because I will walk and then I will jog and then I will sprint and then I will walk again and I go through that rotation. And it's just, I don't know, it's been helping a lot with my anxiety and a lot of uh, pent up stress. Right. Increasing those endorphins really helps uh, exactly. with anxiety and depression. Mm hmm. But exactly. you know what? I don't feel like it's that there's not a lot we can do in quarantine. I feel like there's so much I can do. Yeah. And there's so many new things to try. So uh, yesterday was Easter for mm -hmm. us. And I, of course, couldn't spend it with family. So yeah. uh, my parents had my uncle over for dinner. And uh -huh. after dinner, they called me and we, we Zoomed and we played a digital version of Cards Against Humanity. Ah, nice. That's so fun. Yeah. Um, as we have mentioned before, I do like uh, watching YouTube and some of them are YouTube are gamers on YouTube and they uh, will sometimes engage in some uh, online gaming, which will include like Uno or the game of life and stuff like that. So I always find that very fun to 
watch and all that. And so I would love to be able to do that on my computer, but I'm pretty sure they all have PCs and I do not. <laughs> well, we could definitely play the digital version of Cards Against Humanity. We should set up a game night for Friday. Yes, let's do it. Please, please, please. Let's definitely do it. All but, right, we'll um, talk about that offline. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it offline. It's time to move on to the research. Amy, you were in charge of it this week. What do you got? Yes, I was. Okay, so this research was actually super fun. Mm-hmm. So for hashtag girl power, I researched the origin of the phrase girl power. Really? Ooh. I did. I did. Now, I found multiple sources that all said, you know, the same origins, but uh-huh. I, most of the actual text that I pulled for this was from Wikipedia just because they had it written in the best way. Girl power is a slogan that encourages and celebrates women's empowerment, independence, confidence, and strength. The slogan's invention is credited to the U.S. punk band Bikini Kill, who published a feminist zine called Girl Power in 1991. The band's lead singer, Kathleen Hanna, said she was inspired by the Black Power slogan. The term became popular in the early and mid-90s punk culture. The Rolling Stone Encyclopedia of Rock and Roll credits the magazine with coining the slogan. And they said, in their feminist fanzine Bikini Kill, they articulated an agenda for young women in in and outside of music. The band put those ideas into practice. Mm. So the girl power slogan quickly became the slogan for the riot girl movement and the third wave of feminism. Mm-hmm. Then enter the Spice Girls. Oh, okay. I, I see where this is going. The term girl power is most commonly attributed to the Spice Girls. Really? Yes. Uh, well, again, they I'm are the first thing that you. pops up. If you type in girl power, they will be the first cultural reference that pops up. Interesting. Yeah, I was. I'm, I I do like the Spice Girls, but I'm not a hardcore fan like some other well, people that I, I mean, know. You were like, like four when they came out. Yeah, around that. But I have people around my age that like are obsessed with the Spice Girls. I was a huge Spice Girls fan um, Mm -hmm. because they came out when I was in junior high. So it was everything with Spice Girls. Everything with Spice Girls. They were the beginning of the second British invasion in music in the United States. The first being the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So here is an interesting interview I found with Mel C, otherwise known as Sporty Spice. This was a 2018 interview with the British publication Female First. Mm. So Sporty Spice, she explained that she and the gang created their famous slogan in a reaction to the discrimination they were experiencing. Girl power was something that we never intended. When Mm -hmm. we started, we were a pop group and we just wanted to sing and be famous and travel the world. And we never really thought about that side of things at all. But as soon as we were heading into the music industry, we started to be faced with some sexism. We were told uh, girls don't sell. We would go into magazines and editors would tell us we can't put you on the cover because we won't sell enough magazines that week. Unsurprisingly, that did not go down well with the feminist pop group. That really made us have a bee in our bonnets, Mel C recalled. And that's when we started talking about girl power. We realized we had something really important to say. It gave us even more determination to succeed because we realized very early on, we weren't just doing it for ourselves and each other. We were doing it for girls. Okay. Okay. Spice Girls, I see you. (laughs) 
So <laughs> in summary, the phrase girl power was considered an attempt by all three, the riot girl movement, third wave feminism, and the Spice Girls to be a way to change the connotation of the word girl from being derogatory to uplifting. Because using the term girl used to be more of a sign of disrespect. Instead of referring to someone as a woman, you're referring to her as a girl. And they changed, they basically, we took that word back and we instead made it to be something that is empowering and uplifting. So here are some famous female figures who embody girl power. I tried to do a very nice cross section. Mm -hmm. Michelle Obama. Uh, of course. Jane Fonda. Mm -hmm. Malala Yousafi. Uh, what is she? What, who? Who? Sorry, she sounds familiar, but I'm like... Uh, Malala, to... there is a uh, documentary about her called I Am Malala. Okay. Um, she is she is a Muslim girl who has been fighting for female Muslim rights. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I was wondering why that was starting to, why that was sounding familiar. Yeah. She it. started becoming a political activist at the age of 11. Nice. Speaking for up for women's rights in her country. Good for her. Sojourner Truth, Simone de Beauvoir, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Oprah, Eleanor Roosevelt, Gloria Steinem, Aaron Brockovich, Greta Thunberg, and Catherine the Great, probably the world's first feminist. And then I'm going to end with a couple of quotes from other female figures. These are quotes from uh, female actresses mm -hmm. that I, on the subject of feminism, that I felt were very inspiring. Meghan Markle. Mm -hmm. It is said that girls with dreams become women with vision. May we empower each other to carry out such vision because it isn't enough to simply talk of equality. One must believe it. And it mm -hmm. isn't enough to simply believe in it. One must work at it. Let us work at it together, starting now. Next is from Emma Watson. Uh-huh. So not, she's not only an actress, but she is a <clears throat> UN female goodwill ambassador. Good. So she works for UN women. I want to take up this mantle so their daughters, sisters, and mothers can be free from prejudice, but also that their sounds have permission to be vulnerable and human too. reclaim those parts of themselves. They have abandoned. And in doing so, they are more true and complete versions of themselves. I like that. And then the last one is from Laverne Cox, who is a very famous transgender actress. I think trans women and trans people in general show everyone that you can define what it means to be a man or a woman on your own terms. Mm -hmm. A lot of what feminism is about is moving outside of roles and moving outside of expectations of who and what you're supposed to be to live a more authentic life. Yeah, no, those are all perfectly uplifting stuff. <laughs> so on that note, I'm ready to talk girl power. Are you? Yeah. And I hear you have a pretty cool guest that you brought on for today's episode. And did I, I hear do, correctly? I do. I do. Ooh. Well, so, will you please introduce her? I would like to introduce Amaya McCall 
of the podcast, Girl. <laughs> Hi. 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 How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here today. Aww. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you. Uh, it's interesting because you're in a different time zone. So I mean, <laughs> so, so, so it's about so it's about noonish for you right now. But yes. I mean, we're still making this work, and it's all it's all fabulous. <laughs> yeah, she's coming to us all the way from Georgia. Oh, <laughs> so Amaya is a young entrepreneur. She is, um, she's 13 years old and she has started her own podcast and she's already had on some really amazing guests. And I love what you're doing with oh, your show. Thank you. That is amazing. Holy crap. Uh, how'd you get into doing podcasts at the age of 13? It really started really crazy. I had a day out of school and I was like really bored. So I watched these two YouTubers, Danielle Carolyn and Brooke Michio, and they also own a podcast. So I was like, oh, that might be cool. Let me try it. So I went to a podcast host. Um, I just recorded an episode and I published it that Saturday. Mm -hmm. And it it just took off somewhere where I wouldn't think it would where it is now and it just became a thing that I started doing and I also love the fact that I'm starting off young and that I'm also promoting girl empowerment because I feel like nowadays in our society girls are very judgmental against each other we are also very rude but really what we should do is work together um we should also be more nicer and just create a community of girls where they can connect. And that's also what I really want is for girls to come and they can listen to my podcast for advice. They can connect. And also, um, I also like having guests who promote clean beauty, um, hair care brands and like all just different types of stuff. Yeah. We should all be all about building each other up, not tearing yes, each other definitely. down. People. And you're coming, you're coming out of junior high right now. And junior high is like, the worst time ever <laughs> for girl on girl crime. Um, like, yes. <laughs> yes. I, I still remember my junior high middle school days. They were not the greatest. And they were not good. Not no, good. I was, I was bullied by both boys and girls, but they were just, yeah, it, it, it sucked. It sucked a lot. So it's, it's good what you're doing in terms of empowering and people learn, learn from this 13 year old learn, yes. please. Oh. I'm actually 14. I just turned 14, 14. in February. Awesome. <laughs> 14. Congratulations. Congratulations. So Thanks. sorry about that. Well, happy, happy belated 14th birthday. Oh, but everyone, learn from this 14-year-old. Learn. <laughs> yeah, I, what I find inspiring, Amaya, is that, like Chelsea and I have both said, we both had a really difficult time in junior high. And... Mm -hmm. I mean, I was a working actress at the time. And so around adults, I was fine. Um, around performing, I was fine. But I don't know if I would have been able to launch into something as personal and vulnerable as a podcast it's at that time in my life. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I was really shocked when I first released it. I was a little scared because of the reaction all my friends would give me. But instead... Everybody was like, oh, my God, Amaya, this is so great. And also throughout middle school, like I was in student council and mm -hmm. they also like to shame me for the way I talk because I'm really proper. I talk really proper compared to how they talk. Um, so it kind of fit it, fit my personality also. And 
the fact that like a lot of my classmates they'll like just randomly start playing my podcast in class and just the support they give me I never thought I would receive so it's like I'm very happy and you know you should always just do things um just jump into it you know don't be worried don't let uh, the negativity stop you, and I'm so happy I didn't let that do that. So just to be all positive, I say go for it. Do something that you love, go for it, and ignore the haters. Just focus on the good ones. Uh, I have yes, to say, definitely. starting a podcast has been one of the highlights of my life, and oh, yeah, I no, you wish I'd done this. it sooner. So much, yeah, and I uh, strangely have enjoyed this as well. Um, uh, Definitely when we first, when Amy started to approaching me with the idea, I was like, podcast, really? Is that, is that something that we want to do? I wasn't like, I'd never listened to any podcast and now it's just, oh, dang, I really like this. It <laughs> 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 just becomes something really fun and something that I enjoy. So it's like, interesting. Okay. Okay. Why didn't we do this sooner? And you're already doing it at age 14. <laughs> yeah and eventually once I get in high school because I do know high school is going to be hard I'm gonna you know uh retire it and focus on doing YouTube and uh-huh. I also really want to start my own nonprofit organization and my sister actually started her own nonprofit organization but she didn't really focus too much on it so uh, she's handing that down to me so I'm eventually going to start working on that so there's so many cool stuff that I like having with the podcast It'll give you a great audience for your nonprofit too. What is um, the nonprofit focus on? Um, it's going to be focused on giving girls advice. Same thing like my podcast, except I would want more girls to connect. You know, I want to do meetings at least twice a month, host conferences uh, with all the girls, and be able to work around the help build stuff. You know, go to our nursing homes and help the elders and stuff like that. That's awesome. I remember when I was in junior high, that was when they were just starting to um, promote STEM. Uh, I don't even think they had a name for it yet. And I went to a, a leadership conference for young girls and it was all, you know, we had speeches from all sorts of different, you know, women within our community um, who were very successful. And then they sent us to classes to, you know, learn STEM technologies. You know, we took science classes and technology classes, and it was a really great experience. Yeah, that's epic. I think I did something similar in elementary school. And I also know Carly Kloss is doing something similar for girls um, who are interested in STEM. That's awesome. I went to kindergarten with Carly Kloss. Did you? <laughs> I did. That explains the yes. joke, the, the laugh. <laughs> yes, no, I actually, apparently we were, uh, we were uh, kindergarten buddies or we were kindergarten classmates in, uh, in, uh, in kindergarten. So in St. Louis. So that's, so that's, a, so that's a little fun fact. So whenever I see her name and I see the stuff that she's doing, I'm like, oh, I used to know this girl. So it's like, it's really interesting. So it'd be really interesting if years later down the line, we're both successful business people, even though she's miles ahead of me and maybe be able to work on something together, but that's a dream. So we're going to see how that turns out. Dream big, little fishies, dream big. (laughs) Exactly. That's what's, that's what's going on indeed. (laughs) So one of my questions that I have for you, Amaya, is since starting your podcast, obviously you've had 
amazingly success with it. You've had some awesome guests and you have amazing support from your friends and family. What are some of the things that you have encountered that are challenging or that you didn't expect to come in contact with, shall we say, when starting this uh, journey in terms of being a podcaster? Um, that's a really good question. When I, I, I would say the hardest thing was being consistent and being in school. Um, eighth grade is really, it kicked my butt at first. Um, Mm -hmm. so it was like very hard and I also really didn't know what I was doing. So I would not know how to work anchor. I would not know how to edit my podcast. And I was also really rambling until I realized that, hey, you need to kind of just take a break and try to really learn how to teach yourself to edit and also make a script or kind of like a list of things you need to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I feel like being consistent is the hardest thing I would be as a podcaster and also finding guests um, because I've Mm -hmm realize that if I'm alone and recording, I go on to different topics and I sound like I'm rambling. So I will say the difficult part of being a podcaster, being consistent and finding guests to be on my podcast. Yeah, I mean, join the club in terms of rambleness over here. I mean, that is sort of what happens when Amy and I are alone in a room together, because we're not only great friends, but we work together. So our topics just go all over the place so we'll just, we yeah. will just ramble off so you are not alone there so that is totally valid it's totally fine because you also are just trying to get into interesting conversations and you're just like oh this will be this is interesting to talk about Let's just focus on this right here and be like wait this the topic at hand we have to go back ah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, we've only been doing this podcast for about a year and we're still trying to figure things out regarding uh, podcasting and things like that. Right, Amy? Absolutely. And, you know, we go through periods where we're like, oh, crap, we don't have any guests lined up for next month. Mm-hmm. And we'll like panic a little bit. And the next thing you know, we have guests lined up for the next three months because it's like yeah, we open a can weird. of worms. And it's like we talk to this person, then we talk to this person. And then the next thing you know, we have this multitude of people who are not only going to be great guests on our show, but like people who just want to be on our show. Yeah. It's it's still weird for me to just be like, wait, you want to be on my, my, what you want to have on my podcast. (laughs) We have a guest who's going to be returning to the show for the second time. And she has been calling me constantly being like, Hey, what's my record date? What's my record date? Yeah. 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 To come back. I, yeah, I'm just like, wait, you really want to be on our podcast? I just, it's a little, it's, it goes again with that theory of, um, you know, you can compliment and you can, you know, encourage and be positive for everybody else's work and accomplishments for what they do. But when it's yourself, you, it's harder. Yeah, it's harder because, I mean, my personal theory is that I just don't want to become that person to be like, oh, yeah, I did this. Oh, yeah, I did that. Because I don't want to become egotistical and selfish and bratty when it comes to that. So I guess the reason maybe why I personally, avoid being like oh it's yeah I'm doing a great thing and be like ah oh, no you're just saying that it's because I don't want to sound vain I have no <laughs> problem self-promoting the podcast because I'm so <laughs> proud of what we've done here 
ah, stop it, Amy. You're going to make me feel things. And I don't want to feel anything <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, no, I'm very proud for everything that we have done so far with our podcast, even if it's only been like a year or so. It's just like, wow, we've accomplished so much. I mean, as much as, uh, I mean, I obviously has accomplished a lot more with her podcast, with doing it at age 14 and all the amazing guests that she's had on. It's just, wow. <laughs> I see great things for Amaya like yes mm -hmm. I I want to know Amaya what what do you what do you want to achieve in your life because I see like huge entrepreneurial things coming for you yeah um before I really wanted to be a doctor um you know I just want to be a surgeon and the Grey's Anatomy also put me on to being a surgeon also. But now that I'm kind of really finding myself and I'm growing up, I feel like I could see myself working in the corporate world, um, public speaking or working in social media, public relations. So I would say more on the business side. Um, I do see, uh, like you said, entrepreneurship in the future. And yeah, you know, I really hope I go into the business side because I really do want to go to college. And so I see myself working in the corporate side um, in the future. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can totally see that for you, Maya. Definitely, for sure. I could just see you walking through all the corporate houses and walking <laughs> up the steps in Washington State. <laughs> I can just visualize it right now. I'm a very visual person. so Yes, I get that a lot, actually. A lot of people tell me, they're like, hey, you have a lot of success on you. And <laughs> just being told that, it just makes me smile and like... It just makes me so happy. And I'm also honored to be here and hearing it from Aww. you guys also it just makes me so happy, you know? Aww, thank you. Oh, you're going to make me feel things too. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to pick up a more emotional one of the team. So I'm just like, <laughs> don't make me feel these things. <laughs> when I started listening to Amaya's show, especially the first episode when it was oh. just you and you were just like, you're you're just like I'm not sure what I'm doing. It reminded <laughs> me so much of um we had we didn't own a video camera. I think it was borrowed from a friend for some event, but we had a video camera at our house for, you know, a month or so when mm -hmm. I was about 12 or 13. And I just used to I used to come home and I would set up the camera in my room and I would literally just turn it on and I would just sit there on my bed and just talk to the video camera and like show it everything in my room and like do all sorts of things. It is the most embarrassing footage you will ever see. I don't want anyone to ever see it. But you just, are not alone on that. I couldn't I... stop myself from doing it. There was yeah, something no. in me that I was like... Yeah. Amy. I need to do this. <laughs> yeah, no, Amy, I'm in the same boat. I would always just turn on my camera because I had like one of those like mobile like uh, Canon cameras, like the very small ones, or even on my computer where I would just be recording anything nonstop with my friends, uh, sometimes with family, but they would be a little iffy, be like, no, we don't want to be on camera. So I'd switch to my friends. And then, of course, I would use that footage and make uh, slideshow montages of my friends when it came around their birthdays. That was like my big thing whenever, because I recorded everything. So I would always make slideshows for friends' birthdays. And it would always be like this big event at the end of the night where I would pop it in and we'd watch the whole thing. And it was just like, oh, I'm so proud of this. And they're just very dumb moments, but they're still like, <laughs> Up, it's like oh my gosh I made this for somebody ah and it's just yeah I have hours and hours of tape I've only got 
a couple hours of tape over that time when I was, you know, 13. But then mm -hmm. when I was 18, I got a video camera and mm -hmm. I have so many tapes of so much dumb footage, but those ones are more like focused around my friends. Those mm -hmm. ones are even just like passing the video camera around in a circle as we're playing a game. Like, yeah. I'm like, who was going to sit down and watch this afterwards? What was the, <laughs> what was the goal? That was the point. Okay. Yeah, no, exactly. I still look back at some of the footage that I have of like some old stuff on my computer. I'm like, why did I think that this was great? Why did I think that this was something that needed to be recorded? I don't understand, but that's, I mean, that's how the mind works sometimes of a 13 year old at that time. <laughs> well, and especially like we work now we work in a creative industry. Not only are we podcasters, but we both work in the film industry. Like mm -hmm. that was really just that desire coming out in us in unexpected ways at a young age before yeah, we knew definitely. what we really wanted to do with our lives. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, that's what I like, but that's what I'd like to think. I, you know, there's some things I'm like, uh, do I want to do this? I'm pretty sure set on some of it, but there's other things that maybe other hobbies and other stuff. I'm like, Hmm, maybe we're going to see, we're going to figure it out because even, uh, I mean, I'm 28 and Amy is, uh, 34, 35, 35, 35. And there's still some things I'm like, I don't know what I want to do at this point in my life or at this point. You know, we are a work in progress. My mother is 71 and she still tells me, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. That's what she says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's adorable. I love that. <laughs> okay. On the subject of girl power, mm -hmm. I have a question to pose to you ladies. Okay. What does okay. girl power mean to you? Ooh, uh, let's have a Maya start with this because she'll have a way better answer. <laughs> okay, so girl power to me, me to me means um, supporting others, commenting under their Instagram posts. Hey, you look really cute. Um, if a girl needs needs help, you help her. Just being there for someone, you know, defending them, and just being a very loyal and true person to a person, to a girl, and just promoting girl power. You know. Being a kind person to other girls and no judgmental and not being mean and just being able to create a nice bond. I guess that's what girl power means to me. Yep. Yeah. Nope. You have a, you had a way better answer than what I was going to say, but basically, <laughs> uh, it, it encompasses a lot of what you said is support and care and strength for each other because we've encountered, as we've talked about way too many times of us ourselves are women bringing each other down for a variety of reasons whether it be because we're jealous we're angry things that are trivial and don't really matter it's just i just personally feel there's too little time in the world to be hating on each other and instead of focusing on all that hate and that stress we should be focusing on you know as you said encouragement and being powerful and supporting each other because as much as we do try to be independent and I pride myself as an independent person, there are times when we are, we are essentially social creatures at our core, at our being. And we do need that sort of support and, you know, encouraging sidelines to be able to help us progress forward at times. So instead of trying to figure everything by yourself constantly, why not reach out a hand and help out or ask for help? There's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame in that whatsoever. Yes. Well, for me, girl power means something different for me. Now, okay. I'm all about 
uh, support supporting our sisters. Okay. But I have fewer female friends. <laughs> yeah, no, that is <laughs> and I always have. So for me, girl power is about owning that side of me. So because I tend to hang out with mostly dudes and um, even as an adult, I hang out with mostly guys. My personality tends to be much more towards, you know, the male spectrum, but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that I can't be pretty. That doesn't mean that I can't own my female sexuality. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that I can't, you know, champion women's, women's rights. And so for me, girl power is about owning both sides of me and not and helping other people to not see the female part of me as weaker yeah because that there's also that stigma of you know since the beginning of dawn of age of how man is like the top of the food chain and then like behind every great man is a great woman when it's and it's because men can't do anything without us that is that is true very true that is very very true i mean Yes, we we go. I would say we go through a lot more than what men go through, and uh, yeah. And the thing is, really is, psychologically, we're built that way. Yeah, the, no. you know, the men the men were built to be hunter gatherers. The women were built to be nurturers, and so naturally, women have a tendency to be able to multitask better. Um, mm -hmm. and we have different ways of how we problem solve, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. That is how we are naturally built from the dawn of time. But the idea that men are higher than women on any sort of hierarchy is mm -hmm. what the, we're trying to smash and bring equality. And it's not just equality among the sexes, it's equality among all walks of life. Yeah, no, it's just, it's really interesting because I think we take on a lot more and we, you know, can do a lot more and there's a lot of stuff, but then so that the men can feel just as powerful. I'm not saying for all men, but throughout history with how it's been presented and stuff throughout history, it seems that men has have needed to have that ins that insurance, shall we say, of like, oh, powerful, strong, dominating, and they all are that. sensitive little creatures. They, they have are sensitive, sensitive egos. They just refuse to admit it. They are sensitive deep down. Just in they need they it. need more encouragement than we mm -hmm. do. We're used yes. to having to do it for ourselves. Exactly. It's like, I, I don't know how long ago this was, but I think you were talking about this a little bit, Amy, of, of for each person, I think there's both a male energy and a female energy. And I think that's something that- Oh yes, that we talked about other. that on It's All in the Spectrum. Exactly. So everybody has that energy, I feel. And I think we all need to tap into both sides, not just one or the other. So men, it's okay to go down the female spectrum a little bit and be emotional and cry and say what's on your mind and don't try to always be tough and act it out. I understand it's part of the genetic DNA of being a hunter-gatherer for so long, but it's okay. Times are different now, especially with social distancing and the pandemic. We need each other at this point. <laughs> There's so many ways to connect. Don't limit yes. yourself. Exactly. We already do that to ourselves too much. We need to lower those walls down and just, you know, you know what I mean? I lost my train of thought for a second, but you understand what direction I was going with. <laughs> well, let's jump into the next question then. Uh, who are some of your female role models or heroes? Um, 
I would say Taylor Swift. Uh, she's my favorite. Love Taylor um, Swift. <laughs> uh, I would say recently, uh, one of my guests who I've been did a podcast with, uh, Cassandra McClure. A lot of the guests who I've worked with, I would say Meghan Markle. I've been looking up recently to her, Michelle Obama. And that's really all, are really just my role models who I really look up to. Well, that's awesome. I like that. Those are good. Those are good choices. Those are good choices. <laughs> I applaud those. <laughs> Amy, what about you? Uh, for me, Jane Fonda, for sure. Catherine the Great, huge, huge fan. Like, I love female entrepreneurs. Like, mm-hmm. those are the people that I am typically drawn to. The ones that are breaking with the social norm and, co- and corporate and really, you know, paving the way for women, mm-hmm. especially like a lot of the females that are in tech. Um, mm-hmm. I especially, you know, really admire them. And then, you know, you can't talk about female role models without talking about my mom. Yeah, I was, yeah, no, I, that was, that's my top choice as of right now is my mom. Uh, I mean, she was the youngest out of five daughters and she has now become the woman that has kind of kept the whole family together in the most sane way possible, shall we say, because there's been a lot of ups and downs that have happened uh, in her life, uh, especially later on. And she's been kind of been taking the reins in terms of taking care of everybody and everything. So I really look up and admire her regarding that so she's obviously a top spot for me there's a lot of women i admire uh, i'm just trying to figure out which ones for Grimfall. for some reason the first person i'm thinking of right now <laughs> is pink i guess okay. i just oh um, yeah her yeah. i think i just i think what i love about pink is um when obviously when she started with her musical career she was very you know rebellious and be like this is who i am this is what i do blah blah blah, blah. but then she's been able to evolve her career into something you know that's personal to her something that's very creative and meaningful and as obviously has turned her performances into spectacular shows when she started including ariel when she started including all these extreme tricks and stuff like that and she's been through a lot you know getting married and then separated and then reconnected and then she's had her family and then also recently she's you know gone through uh being diagnosed with COVID 19 along with her son but she's gone through that and she's i just find her as a very powerful voice i'd say and she uh, you know she probably helped encourage me get to a little bit of ariel myself because i do ariel dance so maybe secretly in the back of my mind that was something but yeah so that's like the first woman that i can think of there's a bunch of others but i just i can't pin down right now otherwise i know i should have made my list before we started because i mean the only other woman that i can think of as of right now um uh, maybe because I did a history on her, um, Cleopatra, I think might have been a might have been a cool choice for maybe a woman of power because she, you know, rolled up in the carpet. She followed her father, and she ended up becoming one of the greatest queens in Egypt. And oh my gosh, I just had another one in my mind. Oh, and then I think J.K. Rowling is another good choice because she was really poor, and she, you know, was feeding her child and writing the back of napkins the entire story of the boy who lived and now it's become one of the best uh well-known stories in the entire world so uh i guess women that have made a name for themselves and have progressed forward with their dreams is inspiring never stop dreaming 
Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but sometimes fictional characters, fictional characters can sometimes be inspiring role models. For oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. Oh, Disney like, princesses. They're really yes. good. Yes, there's the princesses. There's also the comic book heroes, and even villainesses sometimes can be uh, that made me people, so. that made me think of immediately uh, a book I loved as a kid called The Confessions of Charlotte O'Doyle, and mm. it's about a 13 year old girl who sneaks away onto a pirate ship and lives a life as a pirate. Oh, wow. Ooh, I yeah. like on that <laughs> it was incredible nice yes oh gosh now i'm having flashbacks to um from it's not in girl empowerment whatsoever but there's a series called i don't know if anyone's ever heard of it the uh, like adventures of the magic treehouse if anybody remembered reading that as a kid it's basically no. this brother and sister that found this magic tree house behind their backyard and with every book that they open up and touch they go into that time period so they've been to prehistoric dinosaur ages they've been to ancient egypt they've been to greece they've been to medieval times working with morgan and king arthur it's just my cool. goodness so, yeah it's like it, a page master kind of story Kinda, exactly. And definitely Annie was, you know, the younger of the siblings, but she was spunky. She was fiery. She was like, let's do this. We're going to do this. Let's go forth. So maybe <laughs> she becomes girl power at the age of eight in a book, book series made for little kids. <laughs> but yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Those series as a kid, I think it got like every single book and they made like over 120 or something. <laughs> You made me think of another female that I admire. Really? Which yes. Uh, Silver Ravenwolf. So she is a witch who has an entire book series on mm -hmm. Wicca. And Ooh. just the way that she writes and the way that she she doesn't come across as entitled or condesc condescending. Mm -hmm. She's encouraging and she's always trying to encourage people to open up the spiritual part inside of them and mm -hmm. it's okay that you don't know everything it's okay that you do, you've never done abc before mm -hmm. but to just take it step by step to do what feels natural to you nice my goodness yeah geez just swimming swimming with visions of women in my mind right now <laughs> Wow, Chelsea. Okay. Okay, but don't take that out of context. You know what I mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, let's move this along forward, shall we? Sure. <laughs> okay. Where are we moving to? So, Matt, you said that eventually when you go to high school, you probably will retire the podcast and move to YouTube, you said? Yes. All right, so what are your plans for the YouTube series when you finally do that because i want to hear more about that because i'm a confessed youtubeaholic i watch youtube every single day so yeah <laughs> okay so my plan is to uh retire the podcast the week before i go to high school mm -hmm. um so basically i've never seen no one on youtube do it but they've done it but they haven't done it like i want to do it so i want to do a freshman week in my life at high school because there's no type of video on YouTube where they are vlogging their first week as a freshman and I feel like us freshmen we want us 
uh, us eighth graders really want to know what is going to be high school like. So I want to kind of be the first to say, hey, this is what high school is like, and just vlog my mm -hmm. whole entire week. Um, and That's secondly, a great personally, idea. <laughs> yeah, and personally for me, I really don't watch main YouTube videos anymore. I watch more vlogs. Mm -hmm. I feel more calming so i'll do more vlogs and if my <laughs> and if my uh you know subscribers request main videos i do that but i also really want to be different um mm -hmm. any other youtuber so yeah i won't be your typical oh let's go to coachella youtuber i'll be very <laughs> different because and as you shouldn't be you shouldn't be you should be your own person of what you want to do yeah and <laughs> i just really want to be very very different where I kind of stand out you know so mm -hmm. hopefully that brings in you know a lot of views at first but yeah <laughs> yeah I think that's a great idea showing no, them that firsthand experience of hey this is that thing that we are so scared of mm -hmm. you know yeah and I mean, it's not that scary like yeah this is what my normal day looks like exactly yeah, yeah. Because, I mean what yeah go ahead because lately I've been looking up like oh freshman high school vlogs and like they're there but it just shows the little parts of their day and there's barely any freshman vlogs so I really want to make that change and be the first to kind of really show the real experience of freshman year so yeah yeah I like that I like that a lot thanks yeah, yeah. I mean like when I started watching YouTube I was not watching like any big YouTubers or things like that actually the first main channel I started watching all the time is this channel called CTFXC. It was this guy named Charles who was vlogging about his life every single day. And he wasn't famous and he wasn't, you know, yeah, like he didn't have like any sponsors or things like that. He was just a guy with a camera and talking about his life and what he wanted to do. But I found his life and I found him very interesting and comforting and calming and funny. And I was watching his series for a very, very, very long time. I don't watch him as often now because I have a bunch of other YouTubers that I watch at this point, but he's still someone that I always come back to every once in a while. And then also things change. He doesn't upload daily anymore, but he still holds the Guinness world record for the most consecutive days in a row vlogging. So I don't think anyone's going to beat that anytime soon. It's been like over 10 or 11 years, I think. So definitely no one's going to be him that anytime soon. And so, and he's got a family, he's got a wife, he's got a child. So just, uh, yeah, but he was definitely one of the first people that I watched and he was just doing vlogs about his life. So there's definitely going to be an audience for that regardless. That's awesome. So you said you don't watch a lot of main YouTubers. You watch a lot of vlog people. Who are some of the vlog people that you listen to? Um, I watch a lot of Alicia Marie, uh, Danielle uh, Carolyn, mm -hmm. um, Brooke Michio. Um, those have really been my main ones since we've been quarantined. Mm -hmm. So I'll say those three are my main. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a good portion of Alicia Marie. Uh, so I've been debating of whether I should get on that uh, Alicia Marie train or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her vlogs are really good. Um, they're funny. Mm -hmm. So I, I really prefer her. And if you are more like, you like more productive type people and people mm -hmm. who are really happy all the time, um, I will very suggest, very suggest Danielle Carolyn. She's also like a college YouTuber. Mm -hmm. And then Brooke, Michelle, she's more of a post-grad. Um, so she's kind of cool too. But yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Nice. So. I'll definitely uh, put those in mind. I mean, the ones that I watch because I one of my hobbies is video games. So there's definitely a bunch of YouTubers that uh, do video game stuff like Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, um, uh, Smosh Games those kind of people because they're they have a lot of systems I don't have so I just watch all that stuff and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I uh play sim so sometimes I'll watch like simmers on mm -hmm. YouTube like doing house builds or stuff like that those are like I guess considered gaming yeah I, I do watch sims. <laughs> See, yeah. one, one of the only YouTubers I watch is uh Jenna Marbles who is the original yeah. YouTuber yeah. And come yes. to think of it, she is definitely a female that I admire because yes, I I mean she jumped onto this thing before it was a thing, mm -hmm. and she's and you know and I I get her. She's from Boston, which is you know I'm from the East Coast, and mm -hmm. she she has a degree in psychology, and so I think that changes the way that her content has evolved mm -hmm. and um, how she connects with her audience. Now, at the same time, if you were to just look at what the content is, it's just like any other YouTuber. A lot of it is just, you know, yeah. frivolous, frivolous yeah. junk. But there's something about how she's crafted it that makes it engaging. Yeah, with how she presents herself and also her sense of humor. Like, I didn't know she had a degree in psychology at yes. all. So thank you for informing me of that. And yeah. Really? Yeah, I did not know oh, that. Wow. Had, yeah, I didn't know she had a degree in psychology because I definitely had seen a bunch of her videos beforehand, you know, of, you know, the three, like the three looks or like putting your face into everything. And I just laughed at her because she's so naturally funny. And she, like, as Amy was saying, she's one of the original YouTubers. So she kind of does what she wants. And, but she also is, you know, encouraging and provides, I think, a very powerful message in terms of going for what you want and doing things that you love, but also to provide some entertainment and comfort and laughter for a bunch of people as well. So it definitely, at this point, she doesn't do the like, you know, you see how the title cards on YouTube where there's like things that have been photoshopped and that kind of thing. She literally just takes a like Snapchat or a little like photo from her video and just puts it out as a thumbnail at this point. But she has made so much success so far that it doesn't really matter at this point for maybe some new starter people. It could like derail and like maybe not get as many views. But with her, because of what her success and where she's come from, where she is now, it's just she kind of can do anything. <laughs> she's a powerful woman <laughs> yeah um yeah. i watch also i justine i've been watching her a lot lately i justine yes i remember i justine i used to watch a lot of her stuff back in the day as well she also has a really great and cool personality and stuff like that so yeah <laughs> did oh you guys God ever watch Rosanna Pansino? She was like a baker. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, she's still a baker. I watch her stuff all the time still. She is the most adorable, sweet, little cupcake personality. Seriously. <laughs> she really has like a cupcake personality because of how sweet and sugary she is. But yeah, yeah I watch like, her stuff and uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> me and my cousin used to watch her videos like literally all the time. Like, especially because we both had iPads. So mm -hmm. we'd be like, we'll go to the video and try to start it so we're mm -hmm. able louder and we like just watching it was like be so cool and then I think we once tried to bake um a cake similar to 
Rosanna's, but it did not come out right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a trial and error. You always have to figure things out and work around and figure out what, how to make things right and everything. I mean, I'm very jealous of her baking skills as well, because I like to bake every once in a while. It's not my complete forte, but I do love doing it. And also if I bake too much, then I would gain 50 pounds within a week. And that would not be great. So, uh, yeah, but I enjoy watching and watching her creations come to life. And she gets very, very creative. And of course, now she's with her boyfriend. She has her dog. She has her own like cookbook. And she's got a lot of stuff in the future. So, and then she's yeah. also gotten into some acting as well. She's been acting in a few things with like Joey Grossoff as a oh, Yes, I forgot what it's called, but I used to watch all of the series of it. Escape the Night? Yes, 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 yes. That. Escape the Night. And then she was also in Markiplier's uh, The Heist video series, where it was an interactive one that, based on each video you chose, went on a completely different path that would lead up to maybe like 49 possible different endings, which was so <laughs> cool. <laughs> exactly all right well i mean we are rambling a little bit and getting off topic with talking about <laughs> you see i could talk about youtube all day i because that's how me, much me too yes i am i love i love me the youtube do you ever feel that maybe some women might interpret girl power in the wrong way may i say like do you think you've ever come across women that may have like said like oh girl power is this but they actually advocate it as something different and kind of makes you think no that's not what it's supposed to be it should be this way or do you think it's girl power means what it is to each individual person I mean I get what you're saying but I've never seen a person who kind of promotes girl power a different way than I do but I mean people probably do uh but I feel like girl power should be the original. I feel like no one should have a different say of what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's supporting girls, connecting with girls, encouraging girls, and that's what it should be. Um, yeah. I don't think it should be any type of way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just that there's other like topics and things in the past where people will have like multiple views on it. And it's Mm -hmm. debatable of like, which way is right and which way is wrong, shall we say. But then with something as vulnerable and, um, you know, kind of like sensitive, shall we say, as girl power, especially when needed for like support and strength, if people take that the wrong way, it just could like, I don't want to say it would be damaging, but it would just, it would would lead into a whole different spiral if it was (laughs) misinterpreted and went into a different way. So it just... Yeah, and another thing, like you just say, you're not trying to bring down other people. I feel like people should be able to speak their opinions a lot. Um, with girl mm-hmm. power, I feel like girls should be able to give each other, um, you know, nice opinions. Like me and my friends, we like if one of us don't look nice, we'll be able to give um, each other an opinion. But we know mm-hmm. to take it in a nice way. And some girls, um, <laughs> if you opinion, they'll take it like really rude and try to be all rude, but. I feel like people should also be able to say their opinions if you say it in a nice way. Right. I mean, there's a difference between giving somebody constructive criticism or being honest and, you know, or saying something to be cruel. And people should really think about the way that the comment was intended. Don't immediately jump to the defense. You know, Mm -hmm. is this person trying to be cruel or are they just trying to be honest with you? And if they're just trying to be honest with you, that should open up discussion. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's, I agree. Yep. 
Agree very much so, indeed. <laughs> well, Chelsea, are yeah. you ready to jump into hashtag hunt? So am I. What we do is that for every episode, we will go on Twitter, we'll go on Instagram, and we'll see what we can find with the hashtag of the episode. So with hashtag girl power, we will come up with some interesting things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right. that's cool. All right. All right, here we go. So one of the best things about hashtag siren, the TV show, is the representation of all the female characters and how strong they are, the muscle man emoji, uh, hashtag girl power. So I do agree that I think recently, maybe just starting now, but recently in film and TV, we have been seeing a lot more um, strong and powerful women presented in a in, a in the TV. mainstream media, for the sure. Media, exactly. I mean, yeah. it's not even just like the superheroes and supervillains yes. like Wonder Woman and Harley Quinn. It's even in the ways that we're seeing some of the other television shows. Like, think about Veep, which has had like six mm -hmm. or eight great seasons showing uh -huh. a female vice president who becomes the first female president. Um, uh -huh. There's so much of these shows that are showing these powerful roles that are typically played by men and showing them from a woman's perspective. I thought this one was really sweet. After three years, I've seen the amazing growth of this little angel. I've seen her get through the rough and she's the best example of strength I've ever witnessed. I'm proud to call you my girl and my future wife. Hashtag girl power, hashtag that's my girl. So it was a fiance reposting about their um, their significant other, which was really, really sweet. Guys, oh. take this into account, please. <laughs> uh, there was also, um, so this was a post by another guy that said, my fave heroes, Marvel and games, hashtag girl power. And it showcased a lot of female uh women in the Marvel and DC universe. Um, there's Captain America. There's a female version of Spider-Man that I don't know the name of, unfortunately. Laura Croft is in it. And there's a bunch of others as well. I'll repost that photo so that way you get to see that in our on our social media for at Life Goals Pod on our Instagram. But yeah, it's yeah the, the uh, comic book characters have always been a bit of an interesting thing with me regarding girl power is that, yes, there are definitely some very strong women there. But at the same time, look at how they're drawn and dressed, if that makes any sense. <laughs> so I'm always on the fence regarding that. I, I like this one. So it was, this was a post by two friends. They're just standing in the woods and they're pounding their lips and kind of like pointing their toes and just, you know, being sassy. And in their, in their description, they said, not all queens wear crowns. Hashtag queen, hashtag girl power, hashtag women empowering women. So I really liked that. I thought that was cute. I thought that was awesome. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is a queen in their own right. Exactly. Amen. Amen. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Last night during anxiety insomnia, it occurred to me that there were times in history when women weren't allowed to read or learn math, but we were expected to cook, bake, and know recipes. How? Women are now and always have been superheroes, but now we have reading and math. Hashtag girl power. Yes. Yes. How, Stephanie? How? <laughs> exactly. Why couldn't we have it all now? So I'm not going to read out this whole tweet, but it had this abbreviation. You tell me what you think it is. TGIF. What, is that, what do you think that stands for? Thank God it's Friday. Oh, it's Friday. 
Nope. To uh, this company, it says, thank God I'm female. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so thank God I'm female. So it's just, I, yeah, I like that. And it had, thank God I'm female. Thank God I'm fabulous. Thank God I'm funny. And yes, thank God it's Friday. Hashtag girl power. <laughs> so I'm going to start using that as like TGIF of thank God I'm female girl power. <laughs> hey, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fabulous. All right. Uh, I think this is a good one to end on. One of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite heroes. Imagine if every woman with this mindset strive to achieve no less than the best for herself. Let's motivate young women to believe in their capabilities. Hashtag girl power, hashtag expire for her. And the quote is, each time a woman stands up for herself without knowing it possibly, without claiming it, she stands up for all women. And I apologize if I pronounced this name wrong, is from Maya Angelou. So I thought that was a really- uh, Maya Angelou, another great female leader. Yes, exactly. And this is reminding me of, there's an actual Instagram account that a bunch of my friends follow. And they actually forward me a bunch of posts from them called the Female Hustlers. And they are always posting quotes of inspiring people and entrepreneurial ladies and stuff like that to help move ladies forward and to help them feel positive and better about themselves and to like encourage each other to be like, you can do it. It's like that. It's like that 1950s poster with the woman with the bandana with the uh, muscle arm looking at it and being like, you can do it. Oh, the Rosie, the Riveter. Rosie, the Riveter. Thank you. Yes. I was like, I should know what this is, but I don't. But yes, exactly. <laughs> so yes, that is all for uh hashtag for hashtag hunt. Uh, some of them we will be posting on our social media. So look out for that at life goals pod on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And then there's also our life goals pod at gmail.com. If you ever want to email us regarding what episode you'd like us to cover next. <laughs> now we're dwindling down to the end of the session. It's so sad. <laughs> time for challenges though. Oh yeah, that is time for challenges. So Maya, one of the things that Amy and I have our guests do is they give us a challenge for either both of us or one for each regarding either the hashtag of the episode or whatever we have talked about. So Maya, what challenge regarding hashtag girl power would you like to give to us? Let's see. You guys should make a video or post one of your other videos of you guys doing something that represents girl empowerment and share it on social media using the hashtag girl power. Chelsea loves video challenges. <laughs> I do. There is one video challenge we have yet to do that because of quarantine, but we're going to do it. So that will be another video challenge that we'll have to work on. So this should be fun. Ooh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I already have a good idea in my head right now. We got to talk about this offline, Yumi. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all for us today. Amaya, where can people find you and find your show? Um, you guys can find my personal Insta at Amaya McCall, that's A-M-I-Y-A-H-M-C-C-A-L-L, and you can follow my podcast, Girl, at on Instagram at Girl Podcast Business, um, same as on Facebook. If you want to email us about collabing, um, it's girlpodcastbusiness at gmail.com. Um, 
don't forget to support Amy and Chelsea because they are such Aww. amazing people. I am very honored to be on here. Um, they are just such amazing people. And yeah, thank you guys so much. Ah, uh, you're starting to make me have feels already. Okay, uh, then we start for the end of the episode. Start for the end of the episode. Okay. I'm so glad we were able to put this together, Amaya. Uh, yes. You've been such an inspiration, and I love the message that you are sending other women. Yes. Thank you. And we've also, I've um, engaged into doing clean beauty also. So not only if we're girl empowerment, we are officially girl empowerment and clean beauty. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Fabulous. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. All right. So that is all for today's episode. Once again, I'm Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Koval. And you have been listening to Hashtag Life Goals. Stay safe and healthy, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye.